First of all, hallelujah! It is, it's fourth and 26. McNabb is back. He's looking. He is firing. And it is caught by Freddie Mitchell. And Bazarchik fumbles the football. It's picked up by Herman Edwards. 15, 10. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Sundays for the Birds, a proud production of Old City Sports Network. While we're talking Old City Sports Network, don't forget to check out all the other wonderful shows and awesome articles, all readily available at your disposal, oldcitysports.com. Of course, I'm the mayor, John Street, joined by my two wonderful co-hosts, one Jake Long and one Kyle Not-So-Sharp. Boys, it's been a little while since we did a show, but uh, how we doing today? Jake, we'll start with you. Uh, good. I'm very tired. We got a new puppy on Thanksgiving Day. I'm another Akita named Maxie, of course, after Tyrese Maxie. So I um, got another pup around the house waking us up at every hour of the night to go to the bathroom, but... Love the little guys. More hair to clean, more food to feed. It's like having another kid, but you gotta love them. Yeah, I know you were saying your your wife talked you into that while you guys were drinking. Yep. So that that, that that's pretty interesting. <laughs> Night before Thanksgiving, you know, having a good time, thankful for everything, and then you get thrown on the. Oh, why don't we uh, get a puppy? Look at it. I said, all right, call them. Call them. He's available. Can we pick him up tomorrow? Yeah, 10 a.m. There we are. Get a new dog. Thanksgiving morning. Nice little photo shoot, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great pictures. All right, Kyle, how you doing, brother? I'm good. I'm good. Same old, same old. Working, gambling. Yeah, I just so want to say, separate. yeah, yeah, you know. I just want to say nothing screams more Philly fan than naming your pet after a sports player. For Philly, I mean that's just that's that, that's so on well, brand. I got I got a cat named Carson that we had um, during this uh, year. Carson should have been MVP. Sorry so to hear that, Carson. He's cool as shit, unlike Carson Wentz. And our other kid named is a girl named Harper after Bryce Harper. And then we got another Akita named Max. Wait, 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 how many pets do you have? Five total, three dogs and oh two kids. Oh my goodness! The kids aren't enough. I just have one kid. Are you saying kids are the same as uh, pets, Kyle? No, I don't. Oh, don't put words in my mouth. Oh, animals! I did not say that. Oh man, 
So if you guys haven't noticed, we haven't done a uh, we haven't done a show in a little while. Uh, I was away on vacation, as was Jake. We were going to try and get to you guys last Thursday, but I was, just was not in the cards. Um, but we're back here. We're ready to talk some birds. With that being said, let's go ahead and roll the recap from this week's game against the Tennessee Titans. Sundays for the birds, week thirteen recap: Eagles, Titans. On the opening drive here, Hertz goes deep down the middle of the field to Devontae Smith for the 34-yard score. 7-0 Birds. Titans score late in the first, and he's dead. That's it for the Titans offense pretty much today as they only muster a field goal the rest of the game. 7-7 game early in the second. Hertz goes down the sideline to a wide open A.J. Brown for the 40-yard touchdown. How was he so wide open? Let's see. Oh wow, runs right over the defender who does the good old, now I'm hurt because I got burnt injury. What a play, A.J. Brown. Just before half, Hurts gets the sweep, takes it outside and beats the defenders to the pylon. It's 21-10 now, early in the third, and Hurts goes deep again down the sideline, and who else but A.J. Brown, snatched the ball like a grown man, taking a toy away from his child. Eagles have a commanding lead, 28-10. Let's polish it off with a Sanders three-yard touchdown run. Right up the gut, what we do best, pounding the rock. Eagles take this one on a blowout win and demolish the Titans, 35-10. Your Philadelphia Eagles are 11-1. Go, Birds! Well, there it is, 35 to 10, your score this past Sunday, Eagles, Titans. Um, let's go ahead around the horn. We'll talk about a couple of things that stood out to us. Um, I know for one, I've been waiting for you know a legit blowout game, one where you just feel like you're in command the whole way through. And um, you know, for the first time against a good team, like we had a pretty decent blowout against the Steelers, but for the first time against a good team. The Eagles just showed why they're everyone's daddy in the NFL this year, why they're the best team in the league. And uh, they may have even gotten a GM fired. Um, of course, if you guys hadn't heard, the uh, the Titans fired their GM, I believe it was Monday morning. Um, I heard there was also a bunch of Eagles fans that found out where the owner suite was, and they were uh, they were definitely the, heckling the, the, uh, the Titans. Get on the Philly salute. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's just that blowout win that we've all been looking for, and we finally got it. A uh, huge game from A.J. Brown. Um, definitely a revenge game. But I don't even know if I want to call it a revenge game because he's been doing it all season. Um, glad to see he finally held on to the rock. Back-to-back fumbles two weeks prior. A little scary there, but he finally held on to the rock. Uh, just another big game by A.J. Brown. Um, Kyle, what stood out to you in this win? Yeah, I, th- I think this was definitely their best win of the season. Uh, you know, like you said, this is probably the best team they beat by a decent margin. Um, so on offense, right, really sloppy. Um, I mean, they played great overall, but a lot of penalties, a lot of penalties, in, in particular by the offensive line. We always give them their props how great they were, but they were really sloppy this week. And then, uh, you know, Jalen Hurts, right? I mean, I know, you know, put out a little Twitter thing saying, you know, did he uh, solidify his spot at the MVP or did it make him the front runner? Absolutely. It, it's his award to lose now. But I think from a, just a, how they played as a whole, right, 
I think everybody's going to, you know, talk about AJ Brown going off Devonte Smith. I think something that I just kind of noticed watching the game was I feel like for the first time this year, they really included the pass or the running backs in the pass game, whether it be Miles Sanders game or whatever. And I, I think something we called for two weeks ago, yeah. just the check downs when he needed to. I, th- I think that's, I think that's really good. You know, I mean, they, they threw the ball a lot, you know, obviously the Titans are terrible secondary better versus the run, but I think that was something that I really like to see was the, the running backs involved in the passing game. Absolutely. Uh, Timmy H. checking in over on Facebook says, Happy Holidays. And, of course, from everybody here at Sundays for the Birds, Happy Holidays to you and yours. Jake, what out, What stood out to you here? Um, the fact that it was a complete domination at every side of the ball. Special teams even showed up. Uh, Brent Covey. I don't know the kid, Elias or Elias or Ellis something. Um, I think he's like number 33, something like that, but – he was just flying down the field, hitting people, smacking their turners, Covey, finding holes, people blocking. So we can get special teams like that. Um, we're going to be really hard to beat if all sides of the ball are clicking like it was. And then, I mean, how, how can you not talk about the defense? Everyone talked about, oh, Derrick Henry's going to fucking run for the record against you guys. 11 carries, 30 yards, 2.7 yards a carry. And the biggest thing I've seen was our two-star corners were in there Tackling Derrick Henry, not afraid to get their nose dirty. And our boy, we talk about it all the time, the Kobe Dean. Led the lead, led the team, led the team in tackles. Um, and he didn't get in the game till like the end of the second quarter. He had like six and a half. And the first points. play that he was in on, he 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 made himself known. He made his presence felt. Yeah, he is he's just a, a gamer. Like he's not gonna have your Wow, numbers at combines or things like that, um, or at practice. But he he um he plays the game faster when he's actually playing it. It's just just a typical gamer, game speed. And if he can take off, that defense can be scary. If it's not already scary, that that defensive line. I watch the condensed game again, like I always do, and every play. That rotation is deadly at defensive line. They were just blowing offensive linemen off the ball. They're either on their backs or in Ryan Tannehill's face or Derrick Henry's bouncing off them. You know, he's pre- pretty much breaking a tackle of his own offensive lineman before one of our defenders even gets their hands on him. And that's what I think helped bottom up for the linebackers and the corners. Um, it just was awesome. I mean, everyone knows about Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown. Yeah. Everyone's already talking about that, but defense needs needs their props. Absolutely, um, Fletcher Cox looks like he's even found the, the found the youth a little bit. It's, he's he's definitely rejuvenated. I think the rotation definitely helps with that. The fresh legs, um, sweat. You know, he's definitely more of a pass rusher. So I think you know you get you get Cox in there on those on those passing downs, and you have those those big body guys like Sue Joseph and and Davis in there on early downs when you know a guy like King Henry is going to try and run it down your throat. And and you mentioned that, Jake, 2.7 yards a carry for King Henry, just uh, just 30 yards. I mean, that's absolutely insane. Um, did wreck my same-game parlay. Um, I did have him scoring a rushing touchdown. <laughs> but what are you going to do? I'll take the win, absolutely. Oh, yeah. um, our buddy Tim checking in on Facebook again wants to know, do you think we're good enough to win the Super Bowl? Um, if we get there, I think we have what it takes. 
I think depending on who you play at this point, it's more than likely the Kansas City Chiefs or the Buffalo Bills. I think you have enough weapons to hang with these guys. Um, it, it's just any given Sunday, you never know. Um, but we got a long road to get there first. You got a slew of games left here in the regular season, plus you got the playoffs. Um, right now, my biggest concern is locking down the one seed, getting that home field advantage, yeah. and the bye. But to answer his question, easily it's yes, we are good enough. It's just to win the Super Bowl, it's tough. Video. You need a lot of things to go your to way. To go right. So far, knock on wood, I think by playoff time, um, we'll have most of our, our guys back, barring any other big injuries. Goddard should be back. Vontae Maddox was a- activated this week, so that will be huge. Jordan Davis already got some reps last week. So, um, And and Dallas Goddard's absence. Stall didn't look too bad blocking. Had a couple nice catches down the middle. Yep. So he's a serv- serviceable tight end, and I think anybody can fill in when um, you have two studs on the outside of you. Calcaterra even had a couple of big completions mm-hmm. also. It's nice to see that Hurts is trusting those guys. Yeah, absolutely. I can see Stoll because he, he's worked with them already, but a rookie, uh, I think he was injured f- for a lot of training camp too. So seeing him have confidence in these guys is really good. I just, I love the team all together. I think they're good enough. I think the locker room's so close together. I mean, the Christmas album so far, the two songs that they dropped are just fucking complete fire. <laughs> They're sold out, by the way. Oh yeah, let's. Uh, they'll be you dropping. You can't get song. the album. Well, you can get it on. Um, you can't get the actual record they're selling, but um, I can get it on iTunes and shit. And yeah. they'll be dropping another song tomorrow, so I'll be looking forward to that on my driving to work. Um, Absolutely, real quick. While we're talking the Christmas album, Lane Johnson, my man's got some fucking pipes. He hasn't given up a sack in two fucking seasons, and he's got the pipes. He just starts singing Christmas songs in the guy's ears when he's fucking manhandling <laughs> to the ground. Absolutely. Let me ask you, this, the guys, this. Is there anything from the game that was a negative? Anything that, you know, worried you, you got to work on? Uh, all starts, but you already besides, I was going to say besides the offensive line play. I think that was a pretty Yeah, it's just, just sloppy. Too many penalties. Clean yeah. that up. But the offensive line, I, th- I blame that on the broadcaster, Jinx. They had uh, Aaron Andrews interview the guys about the Christmas album. Uh, they ran a special before. They talked about it. All broadcast. I mean, every time they fall start, oh, they must be thinking about the Christmas album. Like, yeah, I am too. I'm listening to it while I'm watching the game, but shut the fuck up. You know, they're just jumping off sides. It happens. They'll work on it. They'll, they'll, they'll yeah, get, I, I'm, I'm not worried about the offensive line. Things. They're going to correct themselves. Absolutely, um, they, and they've shown the ability to to correct themselves time and time again. And and I, I will continue to sing the praises of Jeff Stoutland. If there's ever an offensive line coach that, hey, that deserves man. candidacy for a for Ooh, a head coaching check. gig, he's the guy. Um, but he, he'll get that corrected. He, he leads a great offensive line room there. So um, again, we'll 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 get this corrected. Absolutely. If, um, uh, anything else on the Titans game, guys? Before we if move I on? had one worry, it would be the Quest Watkins injury. Because um, after Watkins and Pascal, I mean, I like Pascal. I think he's a good third. But you lose that speed of Watkins, and your next receiver is Britton Covey, which is a problem. So we got to stay healthy at the wide receiver position if, if Watkins is down. That's why they're looking at OBJ, but. I think the Cowboys signed him if he was going to play, and 
If they're not signing him, then I don't think anyone's going to sign him. I was about to bring up the OBJ thing. So I don't know if it's so much that the Cowboys aren't going to sign him or if it's they're holding out until it's closer to when he's going to play. I mean, do you, do you really want to hold up a roster spot on a guy that's three, four weeks out from playing? My thing is, though, you can probably put him on IR and still you have – You could, but then you still have guaranteed money that you have to pay him as opposed to the, the, yeah, but, the yeah, pro-rate it. Getting in, getting the playbook, stuff like that, and then boom, if he's ready to go, if an injury does happen, you have him on your roster ready to go playoff time. That makes sense. Now, you brought up the Odell thing, and there was a report this morning linking him to the Eagles. I think it's more of an agent report trying to drum up the Cowboys, trying to get them more interested after the after that visit. I, I don't see him going back to the Giants. I I, I think that's a that's a little far fetched. Um, but I, I definitely see the Cowboys as a player. I, I think the Eagles could be a player. Um, my question to you guys is, do you want them? No, I, I don't. I don't think he's worth it. I mean, assuming Watkins, you know, comes back, I don't. Well, I worth what? Because if it's veteran minimum. He, he thinks he's going to get a two-year deal. He's going to get a two-year deal. I, I think the Quez Watkins injury, I, I didn't see how long he was out for, but I think once Goddard comes back, I think that's not as big an issue because yeah. Watkins, is, his escalation and involvement in the offense has gone up since Goddard you know, was out. When Goddard was healthy, he was really an afterthought. You know, He wasn't involved at all, really. So I think once Goddard comes back, I don't think losing Watkins is as huge of a deal. Yeah, I just worry about losing one of the other two. We lose one of those two, our yeah. chances are perhaps of doing anything in the playoffs. That's the only thing that worries me. I don't know if I would sign Odell just no. because. I mean, I think he's more humbled now, but he if still the Cowboys worried about his ACL injury and they're saying he's not going to be ready, I mean, a lot of times guys come back from those injuries and they aren't themselves until like halfway through the season. So even if he is, you know – given the go-ahead to play, what's his speed going to be like? What's his route running going to be like? Is he going to be as explosive? Probably not those first three games. So, I, I mean, I think – I'm sure there's another veteran receiver or um, someone that you can look at. I haven't looked at a list or anything, but I'm sure there's someone out there that's game-ready if a big injury didn't happen. Um, hopefully not. But um, Right. There's and he's still got some practice squad guys, and I'm, and I'm sure Greg Ward's still out there to be had somewhere, and he's a guy that knows yes. the playbook. And um, I, and I kind of I tend to agree with you guys. I don't necessarily think that we should bring him in either. Uh, but just to play devil's advocate, I mean, did anybody think the Rams needed to bring him in last year either? Until all of a sudden, Robert Woods is banged up. Yeah, and they signed him that week before yep. Robert Woods got hurt. So I right. mean, he's he's a luxury until somebody gets hurt, and then he's in the. But center. he also wasn't coming off a huge injury. So that was a little I, more I get it. For them to do it makes sense. Just just something to think about. Like I said, I'm, I'm with you guys. I'm I'm not necessarily an advocate. I'm not saying that we absolutely have to go get him. Now, I have full trust in Howie Roseman. You guys have heard me this season. I'll continue to say it. It's Howie Roseman in the Chamber of Champions until he proves me otherwise. If he thinks it's the best move for the team, um, then you know what? I'm hook, line, and sinker. I'm all in on Odell if, if Howie decides that that's the best route for the team. Uh, One move is looking to play then, now. 
Let's that one move is looking really bad right now. I know it's only a fourth rounder, but Robert Quinn has been absolute dog shit, and he's on the IR. So I don't even think he's going to make the playoff roster, Ooh. even if he's healthy. Maybe a hot take right there. I, re- I really don't think he will. No, we'll have to see it, and, and especially if, if Sweaty keeps playing the way that he has been. And and real quick, let me just shed some light on, on Josh Sweat because he's – He's really starting to earn that contract. Last year, they paid him early, and everybody's questioning, you know, oh, was it the right move? Um, You know, has he earned it yet? Where's the production? Why are we paying him? And you know what? They they knew what they had in him, and he's starting to show now why he got paid what he got paid last year. And you know what? The back half of that contract, if he continues to play at this rate and progress – um, the back half of that contract is going to be a bargain. You got in on the on the bottom on the bottom floor. You paid the guy early, and you know that's what some of the best teams do. They they take these risks and they go out and they pay these guys early, projecting what they're going to be, and it turns out to be a bargain. As you move further down the contract, and the salary cap goes up, and all of a sudden, average salary at the position goes up. So. Um, I'm all in on Josh Sweat. I I, I think he's continuing he so to progress, sad. and he he just looks dominant out there. A quick note on Josh Sweat. I, I think he's always showed the flashes of talent here or there. I think the biggest thing is I think how he's being used. You know, a lot in the past he's been in a three point stance. He's he's standing up a lot more. I think that's you know really affected his game and helped him a lot. No, I, I I can see that. It's definitely a lot easier to get off and. Um, you know, start hand fighting. He, he's a guy that really utilizes that swim move and that hand-to-hand combat to get to the quarterback, um, as well as his speed. And, you know, coming out of a three-point stance, it's a lot harder to fire off and utilize your your speed and, and get that hand-to-hand combat going. So that, that makes that makes some sense, Kyle. That's a good point by you. I'm looking at some uh, free agent wide receivers that are still available. What the hell happened to Will Fuller? Dude can't stay healthy to save his life. And, and he was suspended for PEDs. Or stay so. off PEDs, I was going to say. Yeah, he hasn't played in a while. That might not be a bad look to bring in. And he's a he's speedster. A yeah. He'll hurt his finger and be out for two years. I mean, you, you can't. I don't know. I mean, he has played on some pretty shitty teams, so maybe he'll be motivated to. Uh, he's talented. Don't get me wrong. But he just. And he's he, only 28. He ain't, he ain't worth it, dude. He's just, also another solid guy. Would be ain't out. worth what, though? I mean, like, I'll, I'll say it again. Vet minimum. Vet minimum, yeah. Break, yeah, vet minimum, bring the guy in. Maybe you bring him in just to cover an injury, you know? Yep. Bring him in, let Quez get healthy, and then when Quez is back, you caught him. It is telling that Jake looked at, you know, free agent wide receivers, and the first guy he picked up was a Notre Dame guy. I, I don't I know if there's it. any bias there, but. I love, I love Will Fuller. But I also see uh, Cole Beasley be a little slot guy. Or, uh, Cole Beasley. I'm good. Take a swing on Antonio Brown as long as he's not in Florida. He's uh, <laughs> it down there. Antonio Brown might be the worst guy you could possibly sign. Yeah. That guy's a lunatic. Oh, my God. Uh, you guys got anything else on uh, on the state of the team before we throw it over to uh, previewing next week? Do dog of the week? That's right. We do got dog of the week still. Thanks for reminding me. I've had a couple of these already. My bad. All right, guys. Dog of the week.
Dog of the Week, brought to you by the only two craft breweries I trust when it comes to my inebriation and celebration. That, of course, is Neshaminy Creek Brewing Company, right in the heart of Croydon, Pennsylvania, 909 Ray Avenue. Check out Neshaminy Creek Brewing Company if you're in the area, Lower Bucks County. If you're out on the brewery tour, make sure you check out Neshaminy Creek. It is an absolute must-see, must-experience, must-taste. And certainly, if you're out in Delco, check out Sterling Pig. That's sterlingpig.com. Sterling, Sterling Pig Brewing Company. Make sure you let both wonderful breweries know that Old City Sports Network and Sundays for the Birds sent you. Dog of the Week, boys. There's a couple of guys we can name here. I think there's only one real correct choice. Um, I'll let you guys go first, and then I'll throw an honorable mention because I'm pretty sure we're all going the same way here on Dog of the Week. But, uh, Kyle, we'll start with you. Throw a name out. So I'm going to go with two. I'm going to pick the obvious one, Jalen Hurts. Uh, I think this was clearly his best game as a passer um, that I've seen. You know, I mean, he's had good games before, but just, you know, he, he didn't really run at all for the most part. I mean, just as a pure passer, I think it was his best game. Um, so I'm going to nominate him for Dog League. But then just to be a little contrarian, I, I think I'm going to pick uh, Devontae Smith for a little uh, for a little another nominee. I, he, he really started the passing attack. Um, I know the Titans corner got injured and, you know, he was out, but I, they really opened it up with him. And then I wonder if maybe, you know, that then freed up A.J. Brown. Because, I mean, everybody knows this is his old team. Maybe the defense is focused on him. I, I don't really know. But he, he really started it. He went over 100 yards for a second time this year. Uh, so, so I'll give him a nominee. But it, it's definitely Jalen Hurts for my my main pick. I like it. I like it. Jake, who you got? I'm going with the little pit bull and the Kobe Dean. Coming okay. in. Okay. Show my guy some love. He looks Hold so on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Looks, when the fuck did Nakobe become your guy? Whoa, 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 whoa. He was arguing to let him play. I wanted to take him in the first round. I've been arguing to play with him all year. I've always been a proponent of him as a player. I was just a proponent of against drafting him with a top 20 pick. Third round pick, he's a steal. Second round pick, he would have been great too. Great player, just not as a top 20 pick. But he's always been my guy. So carry on. And, I mean, didn't come into the game, didn't start. Um, didn't come in until I think the end of the second quarter. Six tackles, one tackle for a loss against um, one of the best running backs to ever play the game. And, I mean, he just looks so tiny out there. But, like I said, he just – he has he's it. He's just – he's crazy. That's what he had to be as linebacker. My quote in my high school yearbook was from Bo Jackson, football is easy if you're crazy as hell. And that's what Nakobe Dean is. He's just a missile out there. He's flying around. But I do want to give a special honorable mention to Christian Ellis, special teamer. They brought him up this week, and he looked like he got that special team so juiced up. I mean, five tackles and your special teamer, that's pretty fucking good. And one of them was a big pop, too. I mean, he just destroyed the returner. I like it. I like it. No, it was definitely a great game by Nicobe. I mean, like I said before, he's um, he definitely showed his uh, showed his nose for the ball and showed that he's a gamer. You know, like I said, he made made an impact on the first uh, first play that he was involved in. So 
A um, couple of great picks. I was expecting you guys to go with the obvious ones. I mean, obviously, Kyle, you named one of them. Um, I'm surprised this guy's still on the board. I, I, I got to go A.J. Brown. I mean, it's it's another it's another quality game by him, and, and maybe we're overlooking it because it's just another excellent game by A.J., but there is no funner experience, and I don't. And funner is probably not a word. Actually, I don't think it's a word. But you know what? There's no better experience watching football than when your team has a number one wide receiver, a guy that you trust to just go out and grab the ball and do what he's got to do. And and we have that guy. We have that guy in AJ Brown. And 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 Devonte is is really starting to come into his own. You mentioned. Kylie went over 100 yards for the second time this season. Another another great game. Started off the scoring with us. 20 yards per catch. That was um, nice for catch. Back against Titans. Right, and and you even even with Devontae, I mean, you roll it back to that that first Washington game, and you you watched him win a bunch of those 50-50 balls, and you know I, I think he's learning a little bit from AJ in that respect also. Um, but th- there's nothing better than watching football when you have a number one wide receiver. And, and I feel that we have that in AJ Brown. Um, now I, I got to say, you guys know there's no bigger Jalen hurts guy than me. I mean, come on. Yeah. If I had to go offense, I, I would go Jalen hurts for dog of the week. I mean, he had all day to throw, but I think that's the defense honoring his ability to run. They were so scared to rush upfield. I mean, I've never seen a pocket so big. He was just sitting there picking them apart. And that's the thing that you want to see when they're only rushing four and you have the time and you're still finding your guys and throwing it on time in the perfect spots. I mean, 29 and 39 is really fucking good. So right now um, he's a dog of the week. He's the MVP of the season. If he goes out, wins his next couple games, and then – Rolls the Cowboys. That's the game that's going to decide if he's MVP. And by the way, even with them respecting his legs, he still find a, found a way to hurt them. Still got in the end zone with his legs. I mean, 29 total touchdowns on the season, only three interceptions. He's got five fumbles, but he's lost none of them. He continues to show his, his high football IQ. And, I mean, I mean, you said it. He's he's leading the clubhouse for MVP. I could give a fuck what the sports books say. They all still have Mahomes favorite it. And and honestly, I, I think nah, that's just oh yeah. Yeah. Last I checked, like this morning, like I said, I laid down that that little parlay and I'll, I'll touch on that when we get to the gambling segment. But this morning, um Hertz was plus one fifty and Mahomes was I think plus one twenty five. They still have Mahomes as the favorite, and I think it's just for the name, honestly, if nothing else. I mean he is a stud, so no, he is. He is. But, I mean, Hurts has got to be the MVP this year. Yeah, I think he is. Yeah, and and again, you know, he's taking care of the football. Three total turnovers. Like I said, he's got five fumbles on the air. A couple of those are bad snaps by my boy Jason Kelsey. Got to clean that up. But he hasn't lost any of those fumbles either. I th- Three I think interceptions. Those, I think two of those picks came in the Washington game, too, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. So, I mean, he's definitely done a good job of holding on to the ball for the most part. Yeah, and he, he continues to show his ability as a franchise quarterback. That's going to happen as a quarterback. And, you know, 11-1. and one. So, yeah. Jalen Hurts for MVP. I'm not a part of the Associated Press yet, but if I was, he's got my vote. 
Just saying. All right, you guys ready to uh, throw it over? Not so sharp picks of the week. Let's do it. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. Here comes the money. Now, picks of the week brought to you by our friends at Righteous Felon. That's Righteous Felon Beef Jerky. Use that promo code OCSN for 15% off your entire order of the best craft beef jerky money can buy. Uh, Norse Beards, that's Norse, N-O-R-S-E, Beards.com. Use that promo code OCS, 25% off your entire order from our friends at Norse Beards. And last but certainly not least, our friends over at Fanatics. We're all sports fanatics. We're all huge Philly sports fans. And what better way to show your support than with some official gear. So make sure you check out our friends at Fanatics. Use our link down in the description of this episode. And go to Fanatics for everything official. We got the holidays coming up here. Christmas, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate, you need to buy somebody something. And why not buy them something official from the home of everything official, Fanatics. All right, not-so-sharp picks of the week. I'd be remiss if I didn't go to you, Kyle. Not-so-sharp. Lead us off. Show us the money. All right, so for the money. Tonight I got a little Thursday same game parlay as I usually bring you. It's three legs, little bankroll manager, uh, plus 120 are the odds. We got Josh Jacobs, 60 rushing yards, hit it in all but two games this year. We got Van Jefferson, 25 plus receiving yards. He's hit it in three straight games. And then we got Cam Akers, 25 plus rush yards. Uh, He's hit it in three of his last four games. All very achievable, plus 120. I put a little $150 on it. It pays you out like 180 something dollars profit. Nice little bankroll builder. I, I've been reevaluating the strategy lately. Uh, I've been shooting for the two long odds ones. I've been trying to chase the big payouts. So I'm going to start sticking to some lower uh, some lower odds, try to, try to build the bankroll back up a little bit. All right. I like it. Jake, what do you got for us here? I just went with a uh, Sunday four-leg parlay. Um, for some reason, the Vikings are um, plus 108 against the Lions. I'm guessing that's because it's in Detroit. But, I mean, Vikings aren't getting any respect. I mean, I know they won. They're 9-0 and in one-score games, so that's eventually going to – that luck's going to run out. It's not, you know, yeah. you can't Variance. obtain that for – the whole season. And then uh, Pittsburgh with the Ravens uh, backup quarterback, I got that minus one and a half over the Ravens. TJ Watt just makes that team completely different. TJ Watt should have been the MVP last year. And I hate the Steelers. At least get consideration. Yeah, that guy is a monster. When he plays, they have a chance to win. And they're showing it right now because all of a sudden they're five and seven. I mean, they have a shot to make the playoffs. They can win four out of their last five games. They can make playoffs, and I think it starts against the Ravens. Um, and then I got the Bengals over the Browns. Deshaun Watson looked like um, he misses oh, the massage parlor, so um, <laughs> I got the Bengals. And then and I like the Bengals secondary, too. I think that they tear him apart. And the Titans over Jaguars, I think uh, I hate doing division games like I did um, pretty much every single one of these was a division game. 
But uh, Titans over Jaguars. I think they bounce back. Jaguars are, eh, I think they get destroyed by Derrick Henry. He's going to be pissed off. And that will pay out 10 bucks. You'll win $84.60. There you go. All right, so I, I went the route of Kyle. Um, I got a little same-game parlay going for tonight's action also. Um, and then I got a, another little bonus pick for you here. Um, I texted it to you guys earlier. So FanDuel threw me a free $5 bet. I'm throwing an extra 10 on top of it. Uh, we got $15 invested total. I got the Rams covering plus six and a half. Um, I just don't trust this Raiders offense. And as heavy as they lean on Josh Jacobs, I just feel like they're not going to put up enough points to cover that six and a half point spread. It, it, it's just it's just too big of a spread for this Raiders team. Um, Devontae Adams, anytime touchdown score. Uh, I think that's just a solid bet. I know Ike Reese was on that train also on the afternoon show, WIP. Um, and I got a, a pretty easy one here. Um, harking back to the Eagles of yesteryear. I got Mac Hollins to go for 25 receiving yards. It's just easy. I mean, it's minus 400 for that individually. Um, you know, a couple of catches and you're there. Um, and I also like Kyle, I have Josh Jacobs to go for 60 plus yards, uh, for the reasons that he mentioned. Um, I got 15 bucks on it. Uh, to win 89 and a quarter. Um, I'd be worried about that plus six and a half. I mean, they don't even know who's starting quarterback, and it could be Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield. Baker the touchdown. He's been Baker. there for two days. and I mean, he's been in the system for years, and he sucked. So imagine going to this offense with absolutely no weapons right now. Now, And I get that, but at the end of the day, I just don't trust this Raiders offense. And, and the Rams defense, though, it's – not what it used to be because it doesn't have the offensive support behind Is it. Playing tonight because I know he was out. Know. Big, big one. They still have some weapons on that defensive side of the ball. I'm sorry, but it's so John Ramsey because that guy blows. Yep, so overrated. Talk to him. Oh, got to LA yeah. and got Hollywood. Should stay in Jacksonville. Worked his ass off. Talk to him. Went Hollywood and hasn't been the same since. Even when they were winning the Super Bowl. He was the main corner getting burnt. He's not that good. Devontae's going off and good to have him in the fantasy. <laughs> now he'll get five yards. So. Sorry, Devontae fans. I just screwed him. Ramsey will they have. just screwed five. me too because I had him in the parlay. Now he gets fucking 37 targets a game. He'll be all right. Devontae and Josh Jacobs, that's their whole offense. Yep. I don't know. I feel pretty good about that plus six and a half. Just saying. All right. You guys ready to preview the New York Giants? Yes, sir. Jersey Giants? Yeah, literally. The Meadowlands Giants. Swamp. All right. Let's start it off here. Um, So, obviously, Eagles, Giants. Giants somehow are still in a playoff position. I have no idea how. The season ended today. There would be um, all four NFC East teams in the playoffs. Absolutely crazy. Um, Giants are also coming off of a tie against the Washington Commies last week. Brian Dayball continues to show that he's somehow a wizard. Um, I think anybody that proves capable of winning games with Danny uh, Danny Dimes or Danny Nichols, as I call him, 
at quarterback. I think they're certified wizardry. Um, but I, you know, they're the Giants, and I'm not scared of them. And I've said it all season long. They're paper tigers. Um, I see no reason why the Eagles don't roll here. I know it's a division game. I know it's going to be tighter um, than maybe you might think, looking at both teams on paper. Um, but I, I just don't, I just don't see the Giants coming away with this one. Uh, I feel fairly confident in my Eagles. Uh, we'll get to score predictions a little bit later, but just wanted to voice my confidence in my boys here going into this weekend. Uh, Kyle, what's your, what's your overall feeling going into the game? So I think this game's going to be a really ugly game. I think it's going to be a typical NFC East game. I think you're going to see a similar path uh, to the Colts game. Not not saying that the Eagles are going to trail double digits going into the fourth. I just think it's going to be lower scoring, rough. I mean, it's, that's how the Giants have thrived all year. Um, but then from just from a schematic uh, standpoint, right, like it should be another game that favors the pass more than the run for the offense for the Eagles. Um they should have no problem versus the receivers for the Giants. I mean, they're just decimated by, you know, injuries. Kenny Galladay just, you know, fell off the face of an earth. Um, but it's just – it's one of those games where, like, the Eagles outmatch them by, like, almost every position. But, yet somehow the Giants will probably just stay competitive. And I know we're not giving the score predictions quite yet, but plus seven, I mean, it's probably going to be a three-point game. I, I don't see the, the Eagles covering a seven-point spread. Oh, he doesn't think they cover. Uh oh. I was Jake. I was thinking all day um, about this segment because um, we're on a Thursday, so we're really looking ahead, getting past the the big win, and it's hard to blow anybody out in the NFL at all. So doing it two weeks in a row is tough. But I mean, looking at his Giants team, they're on like the downtrend. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. they are four or what is it three what do they have three four wins or something i don't know four out of their last five games they didn't win i think so what is it three losses one tie one win and i just see that continuing they give up a lot of yards rushing they don't get to the quarterback so i think we dominate again, both uh, both sides of the ball. Our defensive line, I feel, is going to destroy that offensive line. Saquon Barkley, I, I talked about earlier with Derek Henry, how he was basically breaking tackles of his own offensive linemen before our linebackers even got to him because that's how much we were pushing in the backfield. And Barkley does that every week. He's always bounced off his own linemen. So against this rotation at defensive line, I feel like we kill him, but we have to stay home at defense end because Daniel Jones – is sneaky fast. Yeah. That guy, I mean, he looks like um, – He doesn't look fast, but you just see him run no, by players. He looks like one of the the creator guy in Madden heads, like no, the hey, fucking default heads. You know who looks like that? Is I, my buddy said I could never unsee it. It was Trevor Lawrence. He looks like such a creative player in Madden, yeah. dude. Christian Hack- Hackenberg was the worst. I swear. He well, was, while yeah, we're talking yeah, about Danny – while we're talking about Danny Nichols and his sneaky speed, um, I just want to let everybody know I will never be scared of a player that trips over the fucking twenty yard line. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you gotta, you can't just pin your ears back and go because gotta keep. Concerned. He's gonna be a weapon, and they're they're gonna use it. But I just feel like uh, if Nicobe Dean's starting, I think he's gonna be all over that that guy. I'm excited to see if he starts because he was fun to watch. 
Yes, I, I think always. he will, especially when you consider that Kaiser White's really been on the downward trend. Yeah, he um, has the last couple of weeks. You here. haven't heard his name for shit besides when he got hurt. Nope, and you're starting to feel a lot better about him being a free agent at the end of the year. Exactly. Signed T.J. Edwards, Garner Johnson, and uh, go from there. Absolutely, and and the emergence of Reed Blankenship also. Yeah, been beautiful. Yep. Well, let's let's hopefully you get Avante Maddox back. Blankenship though. He's, he's had a good game or two, but still, still developing. Oh, it's early, and there's no tape on him yet. But, but you're starting to see. He's in the positions he needs to be in, so that's I mean he's listening to his coaches. Um, he's willing to learn, and he's doing what he's told. And as a undrafted rookie, that's what you got to do to make a team. And he's doing it perfectly right now. I mean, obviously he's gonna um, miss some plays, but um, it'll be. Uh, um, interesting to see if Maddox plays because the Eagles, most teams, when they um, open up the practice window for injured reserve, they'll wait a couple weeks. The Eagles, usually, if they take you off the injured reserve like they did with Jordan Davis, you're playing that week. So it'll be interesting to see if uh, Maddox plays. He's a huge upgrade over Josiah Scott. Scott, nothing, not the worst player. He's a good filling guy. He's just not the level of Avante Maddox. So it'll be nice to have all three of our corners back. Which has also helped Blank and Ship uh, look even better. Absolutely, um, I'm looking for a couple of turnovers here, also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think I think Danny Danny Nichols is a guy that you can really take advantage of in the passing game. I think he's somebody that a, a veteran corner like uh, like Bradbury, who oh, knows Bradbury. him very well, and um, and Slay can can bait fairly easily. Another revenge game. Oh yeah, absolutely. Eagles are undefeated in revenge games this year. Just saying. Yep. Absolutely. Um, you guys got anything else on the Giants game? I expect um, like we went run, dominate the run against the Packers, passing against um, the Titans. I think this week we get a good mix of both because um, you can throw it against this Giants defense and you can run it. But um, – Expecting a big game from um, Kyle's boy, Miles Sanders. Oh, man. I like it. I like it. All right. Uh, Kyle, you got anything else on this game? No, sir. All right. Uh, let's go over to our uh, final score predictions powered by our friends at Lugaroo and Row One. Make sure you check out Lugaroo for all your custom clothing needs and check out Row One for some awesome sports artwork um make sure you let them know that we sent you over there at row one and lou guru uh final score predictions kyle started off i know you uh you think it's a backdoor cover by the giants i do i do i I got 2016 you know I, i think it's gonna be a close game throughout eagles pull away early in the fourth and then we get a nice little garbage time uh touchdown at the end for the giants to cover all right backdoor cover Jake, what do you got? I'm going to say 30 to 20 Eagles. Um, pretty easy. Um, I think we dominate the first half and the Giants try to creep back in and then we make a big play on defense and just grind it out at the end. Offensive line comes in pissed off from those penalties, going in and watching that film, getting ripped apart by Stoutland. I think they come out as hungry dogs. I heard Kelsey say on – um. Now, Brandon Graham said on WIP earlier this week, might have to break out the underdog mask after um, ESPN's throwing out their bullshit uh, chances to win the Super Bowl, and they got the 
Cowboys as a bet, uh, double or triple chance of the Eagles to win the Super Bowl. So, Absolutely. Again, go Birds. 30 to so, 20. I got the Eagles 31 to the Giants. See, I don't know how confident I am in their offense. I'm going to go Eagles 31, Giants 13. 17. 31-17 Eagles. All right, guys. I think that's all we got for you here tonight. Um, appreciate everybody rocking us here live tonight. Facebook, Twitter, YouTube Live. Everybody over on the audio side. Don't forget to check out all our awesome sponsors. Links down in the description below. And don't forget to check out all the other awesome shows and articles available to you on oldcitysports.com. Appreciate everybody. We'll catch you back here next week. Go, birds! Hey, hey, two.